<laughs> so, the views and opinions of hosts and guests are their own and do not reflect the views and opinions of other hosts or guests. Viewer discretion is advised. I mean, get out you your goddamn feelings. Respectfully. That way. Why you why you why 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 you gotta put them like that? Why you gotta tell people to just get the fuck out their feelings right off the rip? I mean, like it was it was to give them an idea of what you meant. I mean, I'm just saying. I mean, I, I said what I meant, but thank you for your interpretation. I greatly appreciate it, ma'am. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the first episode of the Ruthless Realness podcast right here on the Marking Out YouTube channel. For those who don't know, I am Jordan McClain, one half of the Marking Out Boys, one third of your hosts of this show. As always, along with me, my big brother, my tag team partner, my best friend, Tevin Wilkins. Tevin, how are you doing tonight, sir? I am so excited. I'm so excited, man. This this is something that we've been talking about, and we finally got the ground running with this. So we have our gracious host, Miss Sexy herself. Oh. From Beta Ho, New York. Oh. The goddess of destruction. Say that. And 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 then I mentioned she is the queen super savage saying God. That part. And she is our lovely host. Miss what that Larry you do. I'm talking about Ruthless Lala, baby. How you doing, baby? Like, wait, wait, wait. Gotta make sure like it's 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 there somewhere. It's there there somewhere. (laughs) How are you doing tonight, sis? Yo, like I, I had to go and try to get myself situated because as people know, I'm still battling this fucking pneumonia. Um, been having fever, been going through it, like body aching, like I'll feel good one day and then like I'll feel like death the next day. But as my dear brother would say, you know, this is what Saiyans do. You know what I mean? You know, just rest and get back out to knocking heads off of the motherfucking culture when they uh, lift this band and everybody can stay their ass at home and do what they're supposed to be doing so we can get over with this stuff. Respectfully. Right. When this right shit get done, I'm trying to take this run off and take everybody out. Ladies and gentlemen, we also have on the line one of our guests tonight, the one the well, actually, yes. Yes. As a matter of fact, you should be the one to do this. Oh, Lord. Probably going to get beat up. Yeah. <laughs> Because you know, like when it comes to compliments, it, 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 it kind of bothers. But I can't help it. it. Like I don't look at it as a compliment; I look at it as a fact. He oh, God. is the killer weight. He is Mister. Like, like how I put this? Like he 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 is the bastard prince. He 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 is like. There's no word to describe this man, but out of this universe would be a beginning. Um, he is by far one of the most overlooked professional wrestlers in this business. Hell he's yeah. been doing it for a very yeah, fucking long absolutely. time. Absolutely. He is also a member of the hierarchy. You know, we're not gonna go into you know how I feel about that respectfully, though. Um, <laughs> and honestly, he would knock your fucking head off just as bad as I will. But he is also a former Georgia Crown champion, um, undefeated. For the most of, well, actually, yeah, he was actually defeated 
for like forever until he had to run into another guy. But it is my distinct pleasure and honor to not introduce a wrestler, a phenomenal, extraordinary human being, but my fucking brother, the one and only Mr. Joe Black. Yeah. How are you doing tonight, sir? Maintaining, can't complain. Listen, first of all, thank you so much for being our first guest on the Rufus Realness Podcast. When we were talking about doing this show and, you know, we we told Lala, we said, hey, we got to get some guests lined up. She said, say no more. I already know who I want on the first show. And... (laughs) You know, I, I was like, "Who? Well, who you want?" She, Joe. It's got to be Joe, right? Said, she, we, he didn't get, He wasn't able to finish the sentence. I like, and I asked her. I was like, "Why, Joe?" And she said, "I real recognize real. Real niggas do real things." So, <laughs> right <laughs> here you are. We got you on here, Lala, Sistrin. What are we discussing tonight on the so, Ruthless Realness podcast? A lot of people want to understand uh, what's the whole concept of ruthless realness. Um, ruthless realness, which, by the way, Jordan came up with the word, the, the name of it. I wanted to come up with I used the can, but now I cannot. But now I cannot. Man, that, was, that was too much. <laughs> so, so that was a no-no. But, Just a um, little too long, but that, you know. The, the one thing that I've struggled with was speaking my mind because at a at the earliest of my wrestling career I was told that you know hey you just keep your mouth closed and ears open but then it got to the point to where people started doing fuck shit and when somebody was supposed to say something they didn't and there was a lot of times that I would sit and I would be upset about how upset I am because somebody just said this or somebody just said this and now it's at the point to where like I start hanging out with bro and bro was like man fuck everybody Fuck they feelings. Fuck how they feel. Do you? If it don't benefit you, fuck them. I was like, yeah. (laughs) So, and as some people know, um, here recently I spoke my mind about talent and how there's a lot of fucking dope ass wrestlers who are getting sleeped on because they're not the homeboy shit or you know they're not applying their tongue to an asshole of the promoter you know to get that bookie and everything and nobody wants to talk about it or the fact that if there's three black people in a locker room it's automatically considered as a stable which is by far the most racist shit ever and so like Sometimes shit needs to be rectified and it needs to be brought to a light, but yet in a respectful way, respectfully, though. And that is one of the things that I want to do. I want to make sure that when you come here, you get to see and get to know wrestlers who you didn't even really know that's on the scene who was fucking amazing. And on top of you get some realness and you get some entertainment because we're all friends. We all keep it honest with each other. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's like having a cookout. And watching WrestleMania at the same time. So it's like a family reunion and a cookout, but on some real shit. You know, just right. like you don't include the uncles that get drunk. Well, no, I take that back. Because Uno would Uno would be that uncle that just showed up with nothing but Hennessy and just like trying to throw it in anything. So Deep, you, know, you got a couple of uncles <laughs> in there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, you know, it's to get to know these guys who and, and gals that you think you know that you don't know and just put some more real realness. There's not enough realness in wrestling now. You know what I'm saying? It started off 
with a lot of realness like back in the gap but then like the more that we progress the more the realness just kind of just um watered down and then you gotta like watch what you say because people are offended fuck that real is real truth hurts that's off the bat i'd rather for you to tell me the truth than to tell me a lie so that is one of the reasons of why i've really been wanting to do a podcast with people that i vibe with who understands how hard it is as african-american to go through the things that we go through, not just in wrestling, but in life, you know, and still pushing forward to be who we are now. And so that is one of the reasons of why I wanted to do this podcast is give the voice to the voiceless. You know what I'm saying? Give give people the opportunity to come on and, you know, share how they feel, you know, and don't have to worry about people. Well, you know what? I think that when you said that, you know, I got, I got a little bit emotional. Okay. And then like, so I had to unfollow you from Twitter for a little bit, you know, but now we're back in this thing and I'm just happy to be here. Okay, buddy. All right. You know, so, but like, that's the, that's the whole concept. And the one, one person who, and we've all had this conversation in video chats constantly, constantly is why the fuck is Joe not signed? Yeah, we've said this. Yes, yes. We was like, why the fuck is Joe not signed? Why Joe is not everywhere, fucking killing it and getting bukus of money? Why? 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 Then, like, just now, people are starting to, oh yeah, Joe Black, Joe Black. But it's like, Joe Black has been doing this for a while. So I really wanted him to come on and like be, as he says, savvy. You know what I'm saying? And um, let everybody know who's the killer with. That that make sense? I'm medicated, so I need to know if that makes sense. That that made perfect sense. Yes, it makes perfect sense. <laughs> and so, so, um, for people who don't know who Joe Black is, let people know who is Mr. Black Cloud. I like see I, I like to call you Joe Black, but I say Mr. Black Cloud if you're ready to dance. And if you've seen his walks that he do, then you will understand I've been the victim of it and it's so, <laughs> who's, 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 who's Mr. Black Cloud? Who's Joe? Man, who's Joe Black? It's William Shakespeare through a lariat. That's Joe Black. If Tupac Shakur put on a pair of tights, that's Joe Black. If Edgar Allan Poe wrote his his epics inside of a ring, that's Joe Black. Most importantly and most unabashedly so. Joe Black is a person who is not willing to compromise his beliefs, his the way he thinks and feels about things in the name of opportunity, which a lot of my peers can't say. Um, Joe Black is a student of the game. He's been in love with wrestling since five years old. Uh, he's also one of the hardest hitting man as a Haitian African-American you would think that I'm some kind of, you know, Japanese person in Seoul because, I mean, I don't see any other person in wrestling besides Lala do it the way that I do it. Um, so, I mean, to sum it up, man, that's hard. I'm poetry in the flesh. Simply put. Poetry and fucking fly. I've never heard anybody describe themselves like that. I did that. And I feel like that's probably the perfect way to describe Joe Black. When I first discovered Joe Black, this is just me personally. And Tevin, Tevin can vouch. I I don't usually I don't usually like go up for anybody 
you know what I mean? It's hard to it's it's hard to pop me. It's hard for me to mark out for anybody. I can honestly say for the both of you, Joe and Lala, when I first seen the both of you, I popped. Like I I start I was like, what the fuck? Who are these people? Why why have yep. why am I just now discovering them? Where have they been in this entire time that I've been enjoying indie wrestling? Why why and why do I not see more of them? So to 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 have you on and to and to talk to you, man, it's it's an honestly it's an honor. We we were told that you're not a big fan of compliments and the mushy shit. So I, I ain't gonna give you too yeah. much. Yeah. But <laughs> But I do want to get that out there. We're, you know, we are genuinely fans of you, so it's an honor to talk to you. Absolutely, definitely, Thank absolutely, you. man. Appreciate that. So, uh, <laughs> so Lala, like y'all don't understand. Like he used to scare the shit out of me. Like oh, I'd be like, man, yeah, like this is the greatest guy. He'd be like, stop. I'd be like, and like it's just a straight face. It's not like no. Nah. <laughs> Shut up. You be like. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Damn, not don't tell him I told you. That's true. <laughs> so Lala, you mentioned earlier uh being African Americans in the wrestling business. So I wanna ask our guest, Joe, what has been your experience being a black man in the wrestling business, especially down here in the South? What has been your experience? Um, me personally, I never, I haven't dealt with the racist aspect of professional wrestling as much as some of my peers have. Um, one of my mentors, my brother, William Huckabee, was, he was on Facebook not too long ago about a fan boldly calling him, you know, a nigga to his face. And that's never happened to me because I slapped the shit out of you, fan or not. Um, my father raised me, you know, if someone calls you out of your name. You check them right then and there. You don't send an email. You don't, you know, you don't talk about it over the phone. You check them then and there. And a lot of people haven't really, you know, I know they can be some racist fucks. You know, you hear it's wrestling. This person says this word or this person used to think this way a couple years ago. Um, but I've never, whenever I see them and they're in front of me, they don't act that way towards me. But I think the way racism has manifested itself in regards to my career is I just don't get books. I don't, you know, I'm not the dude that has a contract um, because I'm also a person. I'm not going to take shit. I'm not going to let you call me boy. I'm not going to let you, you know, I'm not going to shuck and jive for you. I'm not going to come out to the ring dancing because that's what you think my people does. I'm not going to come out there, you know, shining and, you know, doing all that for you. I'm going to come out there. I'm going to wrestle. I'm going to give you some good shit in the ring and I'm going to cut some, you know, Shakespearean Sonic S promos. And if that's not good enough for you, then I don't know. I have nothing for you. So, I mean, I've, I've worked very damn hard and I feel like for the amount of work that I put in for my tenure, I should be further. And I don't want to just attribute it to the fact that I'm a black man who won't betray his ideals. But at the end of the day, you know, that's what it is. If I was willing to play the game, I might have a contract right now. Maybe I'd still be in the same, you know, same position. But at least doing it this way, whenever I quit wrestling, whenever I'm done, I can say, you know, I didn't compromise. I was myself through and through. I didn't let anyone say, this is who you should be. 
this is what you are. I define me. And um, yeah, man, but definitely if I if I was willing to sell out, and I really hate to use that, that verbiage, but that's what it is, I'm pretty sure I'd probably be making millions in wrestling right now, to be quite honest. I mean, uh, unfortunately, we do hear about that from time to time, people sell, selling out, so to speak, uh, for for big for big money or big fame or whatever they would like to call it. So, um, you know, it's 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 good to hear that you and Lala and a few other people that I know we're going to have on the show at some point in time. It's good to hear that y'all are like that. You know that y'all won't sell yourselves out and you won't sell yourself short y'all know your worth um and you're not willing to compromise your worth for the sake of i can be on tv or i can be this or i can be that that that's always great to hear man La, are you okay lala what <laughs> <laughs> Cause I was listening. Yeah, I'm like, oh, oh, <laughs> oh, okay. Cause you, I mean, you looked and I was like, oh shit, what did I miss? What happened? Did I miss? I was something? Like, yeah, something's going on. Right. I, I, I didn't know what the fuck happen. was happening. Um, you sure? You good? I'm positive. I'm positive. Okay. I told you, I told you, I'm medicated. Like, okay. Whatever. I know. I, I look. I saw the eyes. <laughs> you see the eyes. <laughs> but um, if you had let's 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 go for it. If you had one point two million dollars, and you were told, "Hey, I need you to create a," this is what, bam, you everything is yours, um, structure everything like everything is in your name, like you're the owner. What would How would you go by building your your promotion, which would kind of be like your brand as well because it's your baby? So how would you build that, if that makes sense? Uh, that's an interesting question. Um, I do respect one thing that AEW does insofar as they allow the people they sign to be themselves. They don't try to micromanage their persona or you know, change them into something else. I'm a very big proponent of creative freedom. So, you know, if I was to brand anything, a promotion, you know, if I'm picking you up, obviously I see something in you, something in your personality, your in-ring acumen. And that's what I want for my brand because I feel like it will, it would somehow, you know, accentuate what I'm trying to do. So that'd be the number one thing, be you. You know, whoever you are, that's what I want in the ring. I don't want you to try to be like this guy from 10, 15, 20 years ago. The most unique thing any of us have is ourselves, the way we think, the way we are. There will never be another you. You know, right down to the genome, the very basic genetic structure, you are the most unique thing in the world. So if, I, if I'm creating something, I want uniqueness because there's wrestling promotions everywhere and everything looks the same because everybody is trying to perpetuate the same image. I'm a badass. You know, when I cut these promos, I'm going to screw my face up and I'm going to talk at the camera. You know, everybody is trying to do the same things because they see these people are the ones getting signed. These are the people making millions of dollars. So they figure this is a template for me to follow instead of being an individual. Of course, you know, I looked up to Benoit coming up. I looked up to Taker, Macho Man, Booker T, 
you know, when I was working with Booker T in Texas, one of the first things he told me was, there's already a Booker T, there's already, there's already been a Chris Benoit, there's already been, you know, Rey Mysterio, Chris Jericho. There hasn't been a Joe Black. So that's what I want for my promotion. You should always focus more on being the first you, not the next so-and-so and so on and so forth. So that'd be the number one basis of my promotion. If you don't have a soul, if you don't have individuality, if you're trying to be like someone I've already seen on TV, I have no desire for your art. Your art may be dope, you know what I'm saying? Because I know a lot of dope workers, but they have no personality. Everybody, to me, in wrestling that's left a mark had personality. They may not have been the greatest technician, but you're going you're gonna to remember Macho Man Randy Savage. You're going to remember Booker T. You're going to rem remember Ron Simmons. You're going to remember all these people because they had some sort of uniqueness to them. Um, also... Off the rip, Lala would be my heavyweight champion. Yes, just because. Hey. Just because. I mean, I mean, we we're talking. It's supposed to be about equality. A black woman having a heavyweight championship. Come on now. Yes. Tell Come him something. Now. Tell him something, Joe. Damn it. <laughs> and I'll just I'll just be in the back ghost booking because I definitely will not work my own show and put myself over like some folks do. <clears throat> and and I think this so, is where I will throw so, uh, out the very first. So I used to can. Here. Now I cannot. Mm, because <laughs> now, see, Joe, she told me you was going to get on here speaking the real shit. Now, I didn't know you was really going to start in, in on some shit now. Oh, yeah, definitely. Because, as listen, it's. I granted, I don't have nearly the experience that either of you have, but being a lifelong fan and being in the business for the short time that I have, you know, I, I learned that uh, you pick up opinions pretty fast because shit just is kind of in your face. So, you know, you you kind of you kind of have to form an opinion about shit real fast. And while I, I while I respect everybody's decision, especially promoters and bookers and and how they want to run shit, you know, it's I I don't see any problem with putting over new talent. But unfortunately, Tevin can attest to it. We've run into some promoters who would rather put themselves over than to put over that uh, that talent, especially uh, in in certain cases. That black talent that's uh, in the locker room, ready to go. The crowd is behind them, but you know they just decide that uh, that they just want to put themselves over. Yep. It's it, it's it's crazy to me. I don't know, Tevin. Is it as is it still as crazy to you? I believe it is, man. Like a lot of the time when we do go to shows, we see a lot of the same. Poetry in motion, if you will. You know what I'm saying? And we see a lot of the same faces. We see a lot of the same storylines. And there's not enough. I feel like this is why we see a lot of empty seats. You know what I'm saying? There's not enough uniqueness out there. So when we do see a joke like we do see a yes, we have to go up because we don't see a lot of us out there. So, 
that's just always been my thing. You know what I'm saying? So Hi, what Zach. are some of the, what is some, oh, what's up, man? Uh, what are some of the uh, things that you would change if, like like Keith pointed out, like what were some of the things that you would say uh, that you would want to change if you could? This on me? Yeah. Yes. Yes. This is this is this is Joe Black. We we talking to use. Use. Uh, well, use. Use with the S. I. Um, <laughs> one of the things I would change definitely. You know, it's, it's the same people in the mix, especially down south. You can pretty much predict who's going to main event a major Southern show the same way you can predict who's going to main event a GCW show up north. It's it's become so predictable and it's because people are afraid to take a chance. And I mean, anybody who's made money in business, it doesn't matter if it's the wrestling business, but business in general, they made their money off of taking chances. You know, of course, you can bet on the short thing and that might make you a little bit scratch at the end of the day. But you know, when Vince McMahon created WrestleMania, everybody was like, what are you doing? You know, just stick to the recipe that your father created. You know what I'm saying? He made himself rich off of it. Why are you thinking so left field? But of course, you know, it became a cultural phenomenon. So a, a lot of promoters aren't willing to take that chance because they're cowards. And at the end of the day, in this type of a business, it's a carny kind of business, it's a circus. At the end of the day, professional wrestling is the only circus that's still in business. You know, the circus is pretty much dead except for professional wrestling. And it's a lot of cowards who don't want to take a chance. They, they don't want to put over new talent because they're probably friends with the person that they put their strap on. You know, they go to Waffle House and they eat with them at the end of the show and they put each other over and knob slob and all that good stuff. And now it's not even about talent. It's about what can you do for me? And it's not like, yo, I can do this for your promotion. No, no, no. Fuck the promotion. What can you do for me? There's so many ego hungry, you know, people in power because they probably, and man, I hate to say it like this, but they were probably the cat on the playground who the little girl said had cooties and didn't want to play with them. You know, they went up through high school and they never won a fight. They never got any pussy. I hate to put it like that, but that's the truth. <laughs> then they became a wrestler or a wrestling personality. Tell it like it is, sudden, bro. Now all of a sudden they're getting attention and they're, they're sticking to this formula to keep them getting that attention. It's not about the show. It's about them. So that'd be the first thing I change. Like, yo, you know, I don't care if this person is hot in the South. That don't mean nothing for my promotion. What can you bring to the promotion? What can you do for the overall product? It's about the people that pay for the tickets. And the boys and the girls in the back don't realize that. Fuck what your peers are thinking. They didn't pay for a ticket. They're not buying concessions. They're not buying your merch. You know, so you got to understand your demographic. It's business. I went to college for business. You got to understand your demographic. You got to give the people what they want within reason. Don't let the people dictate your show, you know, because a lot of fans are shitheads nowadays, especially if you look at the chats and the things that's posted on Twitter. But mm. you can't silence what the people want because that's your consumer base. So if People could remove themselves and their ego from their business model and put the people that are paying for the tickets in mind, then they might start to succeed. So that would be definitely something I would implement. I know um, I, I tell Tevin and Lala all the time, you know, with us, 
with our brand, what we do as the Marking Out Boys, you know, we tend we go to a lot of these shows in the Alabama, Tennessee area. We have yet to hit Georgia, but that's coming. Just as soon as this Rona shit is done, yes. we 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 going to Georgia, damn it. But uh, you know, we Tevin and I have said oftentimes we we've gone into a show and been the only black people at that show, fan or worker. It it really don't matter. He and I have been the only black people. There are no black people on the card. There's no black fans in the crowd except for us. And as a black fan, I I tend to not even want to come to your show if I don't see that there's black talent on the card. The talent that you have can be great. You know what I mean? And they 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 can be talent that we love, but if we don't see black talent on the card. Why would I want to keep coming to the show? And then, but then there's that fine line of we don't want to keep seeing the same black talent. If we're going to four different shows, I don't want to see the same four black dudes at the show. You know what I mean? That I just yeah. saw last weekend. That's right. it. And, and again, they can be fantastic in the ring. They can be great on the mic. But what am I going to see different out of this dude every single weekend at these same four or five shows, you got to exactly. switch it up. Like you, exactly. you have to be willing to take that risk. That's why when I, you know, when I saw Lala for the first time, I and I marked the fuck out, and we were Tevin and I were working at a. Uh, he scared the shit out of me. Scared the yeah. shit. First of all, <laughs> first of all, okay. Because I was not expecting Yo, nah, you to come nah, so soon. soon. Yo, Joe, on some real shit. I walk in to EWA. Yeah, James, you are right, bro. You are right. And I walk through the curtain, and right when I, I, was, I was like, hi, guy. He's like, ah! I was like. <laughs> because I was not expecting oh, her. Okay. That was the thing, because like she just came out the blue. Like Me and Joe were just sitting there talking, and then we both looked, and we both fangirled. Adrian Armour. Adrian Armour is, 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 is up here looking. That's but it should you know like when because we had, i had just talked to her i was working the social media for a company for a local company and i had just like got her in touch with the booker at that point and literally the next week she showed the fuck up i see that's that's what i was not expecting so yeah, when she came, I marked out. I, you know, fuck it, whatever. You know, I went a little crazy because not only anybody who knows me, something that y'all will probably learn about me as well. You're learning it now. I'm a huge fan of women's wrestling. You know what I mean? So, and and you know, we talk about how few black people get put on. It's even less for black women. You know what I'm saying? Like. Just, it's it's bad for black people in general, but for black women, it's even worse in this business. Yeah. So to see somebody like Lala come in and do what she does at whatever show she's at, like I know I'm going to get something different. When I see a Joe Black uh, match, I know I'm going to get something different. When I see an Aaron Black match, I know I'm going to get something different. Big shout out to yes. him. You know what Big I mean? So it's it. And 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 that was kind of one of the things that sparked this whole podcast. Lala and I having that conversation, you know, where I was just venting my frustration and telling her, like, I I'm sick of seeing the same two black dudes on every car. 
when I know that there's tons of black talent out here who can do, you know what I'm saying, who can go. So that that was what pretty much sparked this whole thing was her and I having that conversation. And I'm sure you know probably better than anybody how she'll get an idea and it'll just run 50 miles a minute. Yep. So... Yep. So that's pretty much what happened. She, we were talking. She got this idea, and she just ran with it. And we joked about it for a little bit, but then you know, <laughs> it, it 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 ended up becoming a thing. And like she said earlier, it's it's to showcase all this underrated talent like you, um, that you know we we feel should be everywhere. There there is no reason Joe Black shouldn't be signed somewhere. Like damn. I, I don't I can't think I'm of I'm gonna be honest with you. Out of out of the 17 years that I've been in this business, there has legitimately been five people, if that, that has actually hit me like I wanted them to hit me. And one was Adrian Armor. Um the other one was the get bundles, my bro. Um Shout out to the bro. Um, my best fucking friend in the whole wide world. Uh, no Limit. Mike Cobb. The God. Um, and was that guy right there, Joe. Joe, where, where is that? Where is that? Right there. 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 Because it sounds weird, like, hey, what do you do for a living? Wow. I, I throw she just slipped that in there. And they'd be like, wait, what? I was like, yeah. yeah. They're like, oh, also oh, you wrestle women. But like, I wrestle guys too. Wait, you be hitting niggas? I can't do this. And it's just like, the, it's like, well, okay, well, you know what? I'm going to just stay like this. So it's like, being like being and like a, a lot of people get offended when when I talk about how when I do come home I don't wrestle nowhere. If I was to wrestle somewhere, it would be ACW because Darren like appreciates me. You know what I'm saying? And like Texas didn't appreciate me when I was here, and that's the one of the reasons why I, I I love Joe with with all of my heart because like he was one of the people that was a hundred percent real. Him, Buns, and Mike Cobb, those are my three, like those are my A1 since day ones because they've done nothing but be honest and they've helped me become better than what I am. They see stuff in me that I can't see, you know, and one of the things was, you know, the reason why I am where I'm at now, you know, besides me grinding is because of Joe, you know, and I don't have a problem with, with saying, I, I say it to him tomorrow, he'd be like, shut up, sis. I'm like, I understand it, but I need you to understand that like, if, if, because I, I I remember like it was yesterday. I was so bummed out because I felt like I was doing what I was supposed to be doing, but yet I wasn't getting any results. And I remember I hit up Joe and I was like, yo, if I was trash, you would tell me though, right? And he was like, yeah. I was like, okay. I was like, then what the fuck is wrong with me? Like, 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 like that was like legit my, my like, what is wrong with me? Because it, it, it got so disheartening to where you have these promotions tell you how they, yo, like, we really appreciate you, and, like, I, I, I appreciate you coming in and doing what you're supposed to be doing, but then yet, 
you're constantly wrestling the same local people that you wrestle on a regular basis. And then when they bring in the big names, they bring in other big names to wrestle them instead of using their local talents, the people that have ride or die for them since day one. So it, it, it really gets stressful when you have somebody telling you how much they appreciate you, but then the actions don't show of the words that they're speaking. And I remember, um, he told me he got a sexist, and that's when I went and I sent my my information to AWE, and I had my debut. And since then, like it's it's been like by far a dream come true. And like I said, and I feel like everybody gets tired of my shit, but like I can't say it enough of how much I appreciate you, Joe, for like legitimately take me under your wing and like just help me like and not even like like doing everything for me but just guiding me to get to this monster that I am now you know I I don't I don't think people truthfully understand how much of an amazing person you are uh not just in the ring but outside the ring you know like you stay to yourself but you stay to yourself for a reason but when you do fuck with people, you you show it because you're there to have their back. And that's something that I have not been able to clearly have, you know. So now the fact that I have people that care about me and care about my well-being and help me is kind of weird, you know, because I'm not used to it. I'm used to, like, nothing but just, well, let's call it fuck niggas, you know, and it's the worst. Like, it's, it, it sucks. So the fact that I, I can have somebody like you that I call a brother and I can have somebody like Buns I call my my bro and Mike's my best friend and Caden's my nephew, you know, and Ryan Powell's my little bro. Like I love y'all so much because like y'all y'all help me keep pushing, you know, and it just irritates me that like you're not everywhere on fucking TV right now. You know what I'm saying? Like that like every podcast that I do and they say who is some people that we should look for, I'd be like Joe Black. <laughs> My cop, Kate and say to get bundles. Like it don't change. It stays the same. It's like, oh, well, who do you want to see? Joe Black, my cop, to get bundles, Kate and say. He'd be like, all right, well, what about my cop, Joe Black, to get bundles, Kate say. It'd be like that. You know, no, it, it really be like do. that. You know, when me and Tammy get asked, you know, who who do you guys as fans, who do you guys want to we have like our set little you know, list of people that we want to see come in, and usually it's it's an all black list. Very rarely, yeah. I mean, and that's that's not no shade to nobody, but typically it is an all black list just because, like I said, sometimes most of the time we'll go to a show and there's one or even none, no black people at all anywhere near the car. So you know, it, is it? So do you guys ask performers? When when you do get that, when you see like uh, AWE, for Good example, talk to. I'm sorry, I'm just not looking at it. Like like, okay, so you just now see. I'm just Shout out, yeah, shout out to all of y'all who are watching this live, man. We appreciate yeah, we y'all love y'all, man. Here Thank you, and uh, and watching this live and and interacting with us, man. Um, so, but do you guys like, for example, with AWE, do you guys as performers get a like a stronger sense of loyalty when you find a promotion like that or find a promoter like that? Hell yes. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, Murder, you know, who books for AWE, 
I call him OG. And the reason I call him OG is because when I first started coming in AWE, I was in the tag team. He saw potential in me as a singles competitor. He booked me against guys like, you know, Jimmy Jacobs. He booked me against Eddie Kingston. He booked me against uh, Simon Gotch. You know, I was getting booked by guys who were actively making me better. And then he booked me against ACH, who, you know, we talking black athletes. ACH right, is yeah. right up there, right up there. So, Absolutely. you know, and that was just based off of, you know, you keep it G, you, you bust your ass, you know, I'm going to reward you, you know, and that's how it's supposed to be. You know, he could have, you know, booked those guys and booked them against another, you know, indie darling that he was bringing in. But he always, you know, whenever these big names would come in, they were working his guys, his his homegrown talent. And whenever you find somewhere like that, man, you, you ride and die for him. There's been many a time where I told him or Josh Wheeler, like, yo, I don't care about getting paid. You know, you guys are booking me in matches that are helping me level up. You know, you have my loyalty straight up. Um and those promotions are very rare, very, you know, uh, that's why I love AWE so much because, you know, they gamble on their guys, but that's the reason why we, you know, I, in my opinion, we're one of the best promotions in not just the Southeast, but in the United States, because it's a promotion where we want to see our guys level up. We don't want to book these top tier guys and pay them X amount of dollars to wrestle other guys that, you know, you can see anywhere. We want to see them, in the ring with our guys. So yeah, those those places, you gotta hold on to those, definitely. Who's been your favorite opponent that you've worked thus far? Uh, Real quick, can man. everybody hear each other perfectly? Yeah. 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 Okay. Favorite opponent. Man, I, I really hate giving this dude credit. <laughs> Oh, and Lala probably knows who I'm talking about. But it, it, it definitely ain't no hate. I, um, this is a dude. We came up together. We started. We both started in 2009. He was in Charlotte. I was in Greensboro, North Carolina. And in my opinion, this dude should already have one of the top straps in WWE. But uh, definitely Cedric Alexander. Um, wow. Definitely. Him and ACH, you know, those are dudes that a lot of people, except for Lala, scared to, like, hit me you know I, I love japanese wrestling so i i want contact I, I want that i like that raw shit but man these dudes try to kick my ass and because of it <laughs> like i got so much better in ring um i can also go on to say chip day i can go on to say lala herself i can go on to say you know ac mac um there's a lot of dudes that when you get in the ring with them you just feel that chemistry and you know this is about to be magic but if I have to say a number one, I got to say punk ass Kakarot. Cedric Alexander himself will be at the top of that list. Dope, man. Joe, do you actually want to be signed anywhere, Major? Uh, I mean, and, that, well, well, let 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 me tell you why I asked. Yeah. Because we end up talking to a lot of uh, a lot of indie wrestlers and. The thing is now nowadays, like there's a bunch of options. You know what I mean? You got, of course, the standard bearer in WWE, but you got a AEW now, and you know you got MLW now, and Ring of Honor's still out there, and you know what I'm saying? It, it feels like there's something popping up almost every day. 
so there's a lot of options out there. Of course, New Japan, if you want to talk international. But I, just me personally, I've talked to a few guys recently and they've said they don't really have the desire to be on a major, like in a major promotion anymore because they see so many people out here being successful just on the indies doing what they want to do. So do you personally want to be signed anywhere major? Um, definitely not WWE. Uh, <laughs> and I know a lot of guys are going to hear that and be like, oh, my God, he just he committed the cardinal sin of wrestling. You never, yeah, that, I yeah. Mean, you're never you know, supposed I, to speak against the E. But I'm whatever. definitely going to I'm going to do it because, you know, my brother's been feeding his family off of WWE. And, you know, because of that, you know, I, I respect them. You know, I, I have a lot of homies that's gone on there and been successful. Um, but for me personally, you know, you're not going to bring me in off of my talent that you saw and you see enough in to invest in and then say, OK, now we're going to repackage you. You're going to this is going to be your name. This is what we're going to have you do. You know, I, I can't I have maybe it's pride, maybe it's arrogance, but I'm not going to su subject myself to that. So. I mean, I did some backstage work with WWE before. You know, I got squashed by Lars Sullivan before he disappeared. Mm. Um, I had a tryout match, and I wrestled James Drake. And after our match, AJ Styles, who was the champion at the time, came down to bleachers and actually kicked us the game. So, I mean, that was cool. So I can, I can always say that I've, I've been backstage. You know, I, I've seen the inner workings of it. I used to do some dark matches for ROH. Um, so I've been there and I saw the inner workings of it, got to work with Jay Lethal, you know, backstage and get the game from him. So that's cool. Um, I know a lot of people making noise in AEW and that's cool too. I'm not going to say I wouldn't sign a contract with an ROH or AEW and I definitely want to go to Japan, but Japan is like the only goal right now. I'm not going to shirk any other opportunity that helps me get my brand out there. But also, I'm not going to sign a dotted line without A. You know, having a lawyer give it a once over. I know a lot of people don't do that because they're just happy to see a contract. And, you know, B, this is who I am. Obviously, you sought me out because here's this piece of paper saying that, yo, you're dope enough that we're about to invest some serious money and TV time in you. You're not going to change who I am. You know, I've worked too hard to get to the state in the game. And because of that, I'm happy on the indies. And I think I, I'm too opinionated to have a contract right now because... If you, you come at me with some bullshit, I'm going to say, yo, boss, man, this is bullshit. I ain't doing it. I did it with Booker T. I, I, I do it with anybody. Like, yo, this is stupid. I, I'm, not, I'm not really cool with that. So if it happens cool, uh, it's, I'm not going – I'm not actively pursuing it. No. I'm just trying to have some fun. Do you have a dream opponent? Dream opponent? Or dream most, of them are, most of them are dead. Uh, <laughs> uh, I guess if I had to pick one, I would say uh, probably Minoru Suzuki over in Japan, definitely. Oh, wow. Um, I'd love to work with ACH again. Um, dream match-wise, I never really gave it that much thought. And the reason why is, you know, because these dudes are in the same business as me. So if I'm honored to work with you, you should have that same mindset of, I'm honored to work with you because we're about to create a moment. Um, so I don't even look at it as dream matches because we're in the same business. So, I mean, 
I, there's a lot of cats that I'd like to get in the ring with, definitely. Um, but yeah, Suzuki, if I had to put the dream match stamp on it, definitely Minoru Suzuki. Definitely. I hope a few people uh, will listen to this and hear what the fuck Joe just said. If you're in the same business as somebody and y'all are about to face each other, that means you're on the same level. Yep. It's it's a lot it's a lot of you dudes out there who could withstand to humble yourselves. I ain't gonna say no names. Egotistical. I got a feeling a few of them gonna watch this and know I'm talking about that. But did you know they gonna be in, you know they gonna be in their feelings? Oh yeah. Oh no. I already. I'm waiting on the messages. I'm waiting on the messages. Yo, happen. who was you talking about when you said that they need to <laughs> listen know, to Joe? If you like, gotta ask you, me, who I said was gonna happen? If you gotta <laughs> ask me, who? Yeah. If you gotta <laughs> ask me, who was I talking <laughs> about? My G. We both know who I was talking about. Okay. A hit dog gonna holler. Mm-hmm. And y'all barking real loud. I hear you already. Why? Why? But Unless it's... you don't see me have a podcast. You gonna make me beat my kids on live podcast? Oh, man. Please don't be talking about that. Please don't. How well, no, that? See, well, this is what's going on that y'all can't see. They're playing Madden. It's the oh, Eagles shit. versus the Falcons. So, my daughter is, is ahead right now. So, like, my son is like, look, like, look at this. They going like Keyshawn's had enough. I told you, Yo. Keyshawn's. I told you already. <laughs> Keyshawn's default is I've had enough. I'm ready to go. Oh my goodness, that's Keyshawn's default. I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> so if if this Joe, if this Joe Black is like, I know, I know, like we don't want to hold you, even though we are enjoying this. But if now Joe Black can go back and tell younger Joe Black anything, like give. Give younger Joe Black any advice, what would that be? Man, I'd probably tell him not to be a wrestler. Honestly. Like, yo, dude, you smart as shit. You got near genius level IQ. What are you doing, baby? Why why is you pursuing this business when they ain't gonna appreciate your talent until you're dead? And they say, Yo, you you remember that cat Joe Black? He was dope, wasn't he? We should have gave him an opportunity. But nah, um, uh, everything that I've gone through has made me who I am now as a man, as a performer. So I don't think I'd go back and tell my younger self anything different because that would alter the path that I'm on now. Um, probably the one thing is don't fall in love with that Italian bitch. Um, and Lala knows who I'm talking about. Uh, that'd probably be the only thing. But other than I'm that, I'm waiting for that the- dream to come true so I can beat that ass. That ain't never gonna happen. <laughs> but, uh, Everything else. God damn, that sounds like a story. I ain't gonna question oh, it because obviously woo. you don't want to tell it, but that sounds like story. a good story right there. <laughs> but definitely everything I've been through, man, I feel like it's made me who I am now, so I wouldn't change that. A lot of people would say, man, if I can go in the past, I'd do this different, but if you can go in the past and do the different, then the person that's saying it presently wouldn't be the person you are presently. So I don't want to change too much because I feel like it would alterly and drastically change who I am now and I think from a spiritual growth standpoint, a physical growth standpoint, a mental growth standpoint, you know, wrestling has been my stability. When uh, loved ones passed away or, you know, whenever the world's craziness, you know, you know, gets to a fever pitch, wrestling has been that constant to keep me rooted. So um, I would just tell young Joe, just, you know, stay you, be true to you. 
you know, never alter your path because everybody else is deviating from it because this can make me rich or this can put me on TV or this can give me some clout. Stay your path. You know what I'm saying? Never leave your path because there's so many in the business who cannot say that they are on the same path they started when they first laced up a pair of boots. There's not many. And I'm one of the few that can say the Joe Black I was 11 years ago, I'm the same dude. Of course, it's been growth. Of course, there's been, you know, some things that taught me something. But for the most part, spiritually wise, I ain't sell out. I'm still me. I guess Tupac said it. Tupac said it best. I can look in I can look in the mirror and I can stare in my own face and see my soul. And a lot of people can't say that. But I'm I'm privileged to say that I can. I know Lala can. There's a few that can. I know murder can. But a lot of my peers, they're gonna hear that and be like, man. When I look in the mirror, I don't even recognize that face looking back at me. And to me, mm. you know, that's worse than that. That's worse than obscurity yeah. because you're no longer you. You're whoever they want you to be. So, I mean, yeah, just stay true to yourself, young Joe. Don't be a wrestler if you can help it. But I know you ain't going to listen to me. <laughs> you don't listen. But just be you. Now, COVID-19 has been keeping all of us at home. What are you doing in your spare time? This goddamn Rona. All right, know he got that no, no, Final no. Fantasy. I know he got it. Woo! <laughs> I, hey, listen. I got it. Hey, I got it too. I got it too. Um, yeah, man. I'm actually, trying to hold my excitement. Uh, uh, I'm actually playing. I'm a. I'm a big gamer. You know, so I downloaded Resident Evil 3, Final Fantasy. Ooh. Usually I don't have time to actually sit around and play video games. I'm either at work or working out or on the road. So, I mean, I've been enjoying that. They closed down all the gyms, so we built a, a home gym um, just to accommodate for the gyms being closed. So I'm still getting brolic, as Lala would say. Um, <laughs> I started meditating, man, to kind of center myself because wrestling has been my catharsis for so long that when it got yanked away, I felt myself getting stir crazy. And I was looking at everyday normal people like, yo, if I can just choke slam you through the earth right now, you know, just plotting like some violent shit. So I started meditating to get my soul right. Um, but yeah, I'm still still watching wrestling, still studying, because a lot of my peers are going to come back and be the same person they were before all this happened. And if you are, you already lost. You should come back and be in some sort of better shape. You should be in a better spiritual place. Your mind should have grown a little bit. I'm trying to learn Japanese in this off time as well. You know, but, you know, this is an opportunity. There's no downtime of wrestling. Everything is shutting down. Like, Vince actually canceled a pay-per-view, and that's unheard of. WrestleMania was yeah. filmed in front of no audience. This is the only time in wrestling and probably wrestling history where there's been no wrestling. This is the only off season that wrestling has had in probably the past 60 or seven years. So this is a unique opportunity for us to level up and bring something different to the game and something new to the table. But 85.9% of people are going to be the same motherfuckers they were. They're still going to be cut the same promos. They're still going to wrestle the same match. And they, it's sad. It really is. I can't wait to clown these people on the mic. Uh, we definitely can't wait to hear that one. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm excited to hear it. Uh, Lala, do you want to? I mean, it's it's totally up to him. Do you want to do promo class with y'all? Oh, promo class! Because because we talked. Listen, we had this idea when we get our guests on here. 
give them some time to, you know, when, when we're closing out things and we are about to close this out, we want to thank y'all who are still watching. Uh, shout out to everybody who was watching and you clicked off. I totally understand everybody ain't got an hour. And we definitely want to thank Joe for being on. But we had this idea that, you know, we wanted our guests to uh, to showcase themselves, put themselves on. What better way to do that on a podcast than to cut a promo? So if you want to, ain't no pressure because I ain't trying to get my ass whooped. If you want to. I ain't definitely trying to get his choke slammed either. <laughs> He look, look, he looking dead at me. I can see it. You want the smoke because you can probably keep up. I can't. And I'm not a smoker. So. We And we got to make sure we get that going so that Jordan and Tevin can be there to see it that time. But yeah, so, so to close this out, if you want to, the floor is yours. You, you cut a promo on anything you want to. Whatever, I mean, whatever you oh, feel it. No, 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 hold on, no, 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 no. Oh no, shit! Here she, see, no. here she go. No, no, here she go. go. We're gonna do everything in ruthless <laughs> realness, okay? Okay. The coronavirus was a wrestler, Joe, and you got told that you got to wrestle coronavirus tomorrow. What is your uh -oh. problem? Uh oh, man, coronavirus, huh? All right. <clears throat> Now, you see, you shut down the world. You had everybody running to the grocery store. You had everybody up in arms. You had everybody worried about where they're going to get sick this day. Are their loved ones going to pass away this next week? You got people in New York, you know, digging ditches for mass burials. Like this is, you know, the days of the bubonic plague. It seems that society has regressed overnight almost because of your presence. But unlike my peers, unlike the rest of society, I don't see this as something to fear. I see it as an ample opportunity to get stronger, to level up, if you will, to gain more power. Can you see when people see fear, they usually run the other way. When I see fear, I smile and I kiss that pretty bitch right on the cheek because fear makes me feel alive. It makes my heart beat a little faster. It makes the blood pump a little bit more. It lets me know there's still life and activity in my limbs. So as long as there's still life in me, that means that there's another chance to beat fear, beat death, and beat the odds and prove that Joe Black is not only that dude, but he will be that dude throughout the annals of time. So let me tell you something, Rona, COVID-19, you got everybody saying that we should shelter in place. You got everybody saying that we don't need to be around nobody. We don't need to shake hands or show love, that we need to be in fear. I've been through worse. I've stared in the eyes of death before, and you don't look too familiar, Corona. So when wrestling starts back up, when the world wakes back up, when everything gets back on track, it's going to be you and I. And you better make sure you stop my heart. You better make sure you fill my lungs up with so much fluid. I'm drowning above ground. Because if you don't, I'm going to beat your ass into that canvas. And with your blood, with your loss, with your defeat, I'm going to paint something only comparable to the Sistine Chapel itself with your failure. Because I am Joe Black. I am ordained to be something more in life than somebody normal or someone that lives in fear. And I will conquer you because I come from a long line of conquerors. Savvy? 
Ooh, poetry in the flesh, man. So, somebody sign him. I'm I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if he said it, but I'm going to say it savvy enough. Ugh, so, so, somebody sign him. What are you doing? I'm, hey, look, look, I got a pen. See, look, I got a pen. All you got to do is get the paperwork going. What? Joey, you can you can have this, dog. I don't even want it back. I don't What's the contract? What, what are y'all doing? What? Y'all got so, all look, listen. I got, look, I got I got two of them, Joe. See, I got I got I got a blue one, I got a black one. Which one you want? Oh, definitely Before black. you go. Before we let you go to great close out, is there anybody that you want to give a shout out to? You want to shout out your squad, you know? And if so, for people who are watching, who are going to go back and watch this, if they want to check out Joe Black or follow Joe Black's journey, how would they be able to do that? On IG, I'm J Black Cloud 37 or something like that. On Twitter, I'm Black Cloud 37 or something like that. On Facebook, you can find me under Joseph Black Cloud. Uh, as far as shout outs, man, um, I just want to shout out my people. Besides the two finger salute, you know, murder Adrian Armour down there in Florida. What's up, dude? Um, I just want to give a shout out to Darius Lockhart. I want to give a shout out to Timmy Lou Retton. I want to give a shout out to Cam Carter. I want to give a shout out to Savannah Evans. I want to give a shout out to Ronnie Nicole. I want to give a shout out to AC Mack. I want to give a shout out to all the dope young brothers and young sisters in this business of melanin who are putting it down and redefining the culture. You know, it's not about just being the culture. We have to redefine the culture. And the names that I've said, those aren't all the names by any means. If I left you off that list, please charge it to my mind and not my heart. But, you know, those are the folks that I feel like need to be put on. Like when everybody's asking, why don't you have a contract? I say, why isn't Darius Lockhart signed? Why isn't it Suge D signed yet? You know what I'm saying? You got a gymnast, a black gymnast who's also a wrestler. Why isn't he signed yet? Why isn't Rufus Lala signed yet? Why isn't Ronnie Nicole signed yet? Or Savannah Evans, you know, or Tasha Steele's up there in New York, you know? So I just want to shout out these folks because I want the spotlight on them. I'm good in the shadows, you know, contracts are cool. The sunlight is fine. I'm good where I'm at. I'm, a, I'm just trying to have fun. But these are the people who have taken this business and let it, you know, be their constant. These are the folks that are still young in the game. These are the folks that should be everywhere, man. So um, definitely, that's, that's who I want to shout out. Everybody that's out there, a person of color. I don't want anybody to feel like I'm, you know, there's some kind of division. At the end of the day, I am a person of color. I'm a black man. So I have to give it up to my culture first. So everybody of color is in wrestling, doing your thing, stay true to yourself. You know, we're doing it. You know, it don't matter if they put us on, we're already on. It's, it's about manifesting our greatness to the world. Um, and to everybody else, it's the same with you. You ain't gotta be black for you to, you know, digest this message. Everybody has greatness in them. You have to manifest that yourself. And, you know, you can't, you can't be somebody else's vision of yourself. Because then you're not going to, that greatness that lies dormant in you is going to always be sleep. You got to be true to yourself. You got to manifest your inner greatness. You got to find a way to bring that greatness out into the world. And you got to make sure that it's not something that can be, you know, put a price. You can't put a price on that, you know. So don't sell out your dreams because the contract has a certain amount of comments in it. Be true to yourself. Do your thing. And at the end of the day, if nobody else is singing your praises, baby, I'll sing your praises. I'll, I'll, I'll Kurt Franklin the shit out of your praises if I got to. 
but <laughs> don't get discouraged. Keep going. Thank you very much, man. Joe, man, thank, thank you so much for being on the first episode of the Ruthless Realness podcast, man. I don't I don't think we could have had a better first guest, honestly. That that was the perfect way to uh to to close this out. Once again, man, thank you so much Joe Black for being on. Uh we'll we'll, we'll for sure be in touch and we'll for sure be looking out for you cuz damn it, so, somebody going to I want to see that match too. Somebody got to book that. Joe Black versus Rona. It it, it, it needs to happen. Oh, <laughs> Make sure I have my mask. It needs to happen. The best, uh, right? The two out of three. <laughs> best two out of three. Thank you so much, Joe. Man, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you all for having me. Take care, Joe. All right. Yo, like, what did I tell you, sir? Yo, man, that was amazing. See? Can I tell y'all something? Why is it that Joe just regularly speaking sounds like a fucking promo class? Right, just his, just it's, him yo, talking. It's, 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 bro, I'm telling you, son. Yo, that's this like, is like, yo, I just want to take notes. Like just let him talk. I just want to take notes. Bro, like I would always be in my feelings when I would hit Joe up, or like we'll be together, we'll be talking, and he'll just be speaking, and like I just feel like the nigga be cutting a promo. I'm gonna be like, well, damn. Oh, okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go over there then, bro. I right. <laughs> <laughs> but no man that hey that was fantastic y'all to those who are still watching that Roma promo was fire son fire. Ab- absolutely really? let's, hold on let's put this up here because it absolutely was that promo was I and I've been waiting on somebody to cut a fucking promo on COVID-19 Bro. now I, and I don't think anybody can outdo that I, I don't know whoever we have on next week if we let well, them do the same, come in, since he didn't come in now, you know, uh, I next week, you know, what I'm saying, if if I can wait that long, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we go, we gonna get uh, the supreme leader himself, Murder Uno, in the building and uh, sit down and talk to him. Also, if uh, there's any wrestlers in particular, mind you. That you know, if you want to hear them get roasted, uh, Uno is starting up a little thing to where you send him like ten dollars to his cash app, and he just roasts whoever you send, like whoever you send. So, like, I truthfully believe that we're gonna get some of that when he does come in. <laughs> so it's gonna be. <laughs> Listen, y'all already know I'm a mark for two, well, three things: women's wrestling, a good promo, and a good roast. All right, so hopefully, prayerfully, so next what, week we're gonna get a good roast. We'll get a good roast. Oh no, I I believe <laughs> we are. Um before we leave, uh is there is there anybody, Tevin, you would like to give a shout out to? Shout out to the both of y'all, man. We doing this shit. Oh stop. Hey man, big up to all the fans Stop. out there. We love y'all. Uh, oh, shout out to my boy Aaron Black. I'm rocking this hoodie. Hey, he said, hey, Armor said it's gonna be a pot roast. Yo, you know what? <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, this is how I'm feeling. Seeing that it's our, it's our, it's our, it's our first one. Like, if y'all not doing nothing tomorrow, do y'all, do y'all, y'all want to do another one? 
I don't know if I'm, I'm doing anything tomorrow. If I'm, I'm not, down. yeah, we'll we'll get back on here and do it. And then if so, if so, Mister 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 Armor right there, we'll 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 talk to Mister Adrian Armor, you know, and take right. a take a, take a stroll down memory lane of the first time Ruthless met Armor. It was Uh-oh. it was it was the most oh. amazing thing. That ever. story. It was, it was, I would love to hear. There was just ass whooping everywhere. It was beautiful. Oh. It was beautiful. It was it was very beautiful. Uh, but uh, you know, if 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 you're down for that armor, uh, we'll we'll definitely get you in. If everybody's not doing it tomorrow, and y'all want to do this again, just to kind of get the swing into it, so people you know will know and everything. I'm I'm totally down for it. But I will tell you to be expecting uh, a couple of interviews from uh, Savannah Evans, um, Montana Black, um, Caden Sade. Um, I will try my best to get in contact with the little bro, Ryan Powell, to try to get him on here and talk to him about how does he feel for being the youngest wrestler to debut at AEW. Um, Out here killing the game. Killing it, man. Killing, killing it. Uh, um, shout out to um, AWE. Shout out to Pro South. Shout out to... NGW, shout out to SWF, um, WSU, massive shout out to WSU, uh, shout out to all my peoples and my families in New Jersey, I hope y'all staying good, shout out to the God of Drivers, Nez Lopez, I love you bro, uh, I hope you're getting better, um, massively last but not least, well before last but not least, shout out to y'all too, like shout out to y'all oh. for my shit. I know stop. it is not easy. <laughs> stop. Stop. Yo. stop. Girl, stop. Why, why you always stop? Why you bugging? She stopped too. Did you see her stop? She completely stopped. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, um, real quick though, also shout out to my two, two, two of my dopest best friends who are my Xbox buddies. Uh, Kakashi and Riley. Uh, I'm gonna get on this division too in a second. We're gonna knock this stronghold out because I'm sick of this shit. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, shout out to y'all. And um, last but not least, yo, like, like, and I, it, it, this will forever, how it always be. Shout out to my sis Aja that is in Florida, killing it. Yes, uh, first, Killing the game. Um, massive shout out to her. Massive shout out to my sister, Faye Jackson. I love you. Um, shout out to my nephew, Caden Sade, Ryan Powell's, my dearest brother, the Get Bundles, Joe Motherfucking Black. Uh, that was by far the best way that I would like to start it off. And last but not least, shout out to my superly A1 since day one. Uh, he is my rock and he is a form. Because he always hits me and it hurts, but I appreciate it. Shout out to my best friend in the whole wide world, uh, the, the the limit breaker himself, no limit, Mike Cobb, uh, God like shit. Uh, shout out to him, um, and I got all my shout outs out. But I was really excited about oh, fucking shit. Shout out to my sister who is the other half of the WSU World Tag Team Champion, Sue Young. I love you, sis. We are young and ruthless. And so shout out to the sis. <laughs> Okay, go for it. Sorry. <laughs> I want to shout out uh, this bottle of wine that I'm going to go pour me a cup of. I want to shout out the food that I'm waiting on uh, that is, is, is on the way. 
Um, I want to shout out to everybody who has tuned into this show, man. Uh, whether you liked it or you didn't, well, if you didn't like it, I don't want to really give a fuck. But um, either way, no. shout out, to, <laughs> shout out to y'all so much for checking this out, man. The uh, the very first episode of the Ruthless Realness podcast. Uh, if you want to see more of me and Tevin in particular, not saying that there's anything wrong with the sis because she already know we love her. Uh, we have our own podcast, the Marking Out podcast, that's on this platform here, YouTube, and listen to it everywhere. Um, we're about to get off into some things that uh, it's gonna make a couple people mad. Few of y'all finna get mad. Few of y'all finna. Few of y'all finna get in your feelings. This is episode one. This is just episode one. You see that? There he is. Oh Lord. And on that note, ladies and gentlemen. We will bid y'all a good night. Thank y'all so very much for tuning in. We love y'all. Subscribe to the channel. Follow us. All of that. Follow us on all the social media. Subscribe to the YouTube channels. When Rona gets over, get get her bitch ass out of here. Yeah, all all. A shout out to everybody, dog. Shout out to all of them, dog. Uh huh. Everybody. We love y'all. Thank y'all so Everybody. much. Be sure to uh, pay attention to the social media to see when we're coming back with the next episode. Might be tomorrow. Might be next week. We don't know yet. We'll figure it out. Either way, we love y'all. Thank y'all so much for tuning in. For my big sis, Ruthless Lala, for my big bro, Tevin. Hey, Morgana. Love you, Morgana. I am Jordan McClain. This has been a Marking Out production, the Ruthless Realness Podcast, episode one, and we are out of here. Love y'all. Love y'all, man. Peace.